Seagrass here. I'm uh, the host of the Premise Podcast. Sometimes Steven is, but that's not important here. The theme song you just heard is by the band Edelweiss. You may already know that if you listen to my acknowledgments at the end of, uh, well, most episodes. Sometimes, most of the time I forget to do them. But if you listen to certain episodes, you'll hear me think the band Edelweiss, starring JT and Becca Mercer, for the song that they've uh, written and recorded for our podcast. They've also done a few other things for me. They've uh, recorded some stuff that's going to be on future premise podcast productions. But the thing about JT and Becca and the band Edelweiss, which is their band, is they're ready to take their sound to the next level, as any good uh, recording artist is ready to do. And this podcast, the Record Producer Podcast, is a story of a record producer with the same name as me and the same voice and mannerisms and general worldview. Uh, the story of that man signing them to a record deal and helping them reach the next level. This is a story of a band and their record producer recorded, and it's a, it's a story of uh, hope, of optimism, of redemption of failure of triumph of success of etc 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 and i'm really excited i think you'll like this episode a lot this podcast premise the premise being uh, it's about a record producer uh if you listen until the end of the episode you'll hear a recording of one of jt and becca's new singles and uh, i really hope you stick around to hear that they're a very talented group i wish them uh, the best. I wish them well wishes. Uh, and you can check out their SoundCloud. Check out Edelweiss on SoundCloud. And they have a lot of good music out. And I'm uh, I, I'm friends with them. So, uh, I'm excited for you to hear this. This is the Record Producer Podcast. Welcome to the Record Producer Podcast. My name is Bo Segrist, and yes, I am a record producer. I have my own label called Meteor Core Records. I named it after that because if you want to blow up a meteor, you have to get oil drillers to drill a hole into the meteor and drop a bomb so it can explode at the core of the meteor. I think that is so cool. And that's why I started Media Core, Meteor Core Records. You may know some of my work. I represented Yvonne Petersons before she started dating the boring Hemsworth brother and got all Hollywood on everybody. I also signed the Kevin McAllister Experience, a band of orphaned children whom I consider the most determined musicians I've ever encountered. I'm an experienced record producer. I've also had many artists whose career flopped worse than the Hindenburg. One such band was, ironically, named the Hindenburg. Like the Zeppelin, that band blew up in the sky in a tragic commercial flight disaster in which a Boeing 737 disappeared over the Pacific Ocean. Their record did not sell well. Even though for all I know the members of the band Hindenburg are still alive on some uncharted island somewhere, I made a vow that from that point on, I would only sign successes. And once I signed an artist or band, I would do whatever it took to make them as successful as humanly possible. Join me on this podcast as I try to make my most recently signed artists a success. This is the Record Producer Podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I went to a home concert. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but once I got there, I discovered it's when someone invites friends to see a musician in their own home and the musician plays in the living room while everyone sits around and watches them and sometimes they clap too. I sat on the stairs because all the good seats were taken, but I was enthralled by a group I had never heard of before. They introduced themselves as Edelweiss and I approached them after their gig and gave them my business card. Several days later, they called me, but I was on the toilet so I sent them to voicemail. Then after I washed my hands, I listened to that voicemail where they said they wanted to sign with Meteor Core records. I'll let the group introduce themselves. Yeah, so uh, we're Edelweiss. We are a husband and wife duet band. 
Um, my name is JT Mercer, and I play the guitar. Um, I sing in the songs, and um, I do most of the writing for the songs. Yeah, and I am Becca Mercer. I sing and I play the piano, and I'm working on the ukulele as well. Wow, great. I, I love what I've heard from you so far. Have you played a lot of home concerts? Um, you know, we're wanting to play more. Like, uh, we haven't played live that much. Most of our time so far musically has been writing songs in our living room and uh, producing stuff on, like, garage bands. So we've been kind of low-key so far, but we're trying to get out there more. Have you ever played, like, an arena? Uh, I've been to an arena. I never played that one, though. One time, I... I was in an arena and I listened to other people play. Who and was I, it? Need to breathe? Uh, no, it was Maroon Five. Well, I I'm here to help you get moves like Jagger. Uh, we here at Meteor Core Records, you know, we're not a big label like Apple Records, uh, but we're also not pretentious like the people, the fine people over at Apple Records. Um, I I want to kind of get into. Uh, who is Edelweiss, specifically your sound? Explain, what is your sound? Um, I guess it started out as just like acoustic guitar and um, like just voices. So I, I guess you would call it folk, folky mm -hmm. singer-songwriter. Um, but recently we've delved into more like electric noises, um, as like a lot of people do. And so Electric um, noises, you say? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like pads on a keyboard, synthesizers, um, drums different stuff like that and electric guitars. So I, I guess it's still folk, but we might uh, indie folk, whatever that is called, whatever You know, is. you could really say that we're making a true Mumford and Sons trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we here at Meteor Core Records really value um, the art that artists do. You yourselves are artists. And, and just, just so I can be clear what I'm saying, artists are not just the Van Goghs of uh of the world you know you don't have to paint a pretty picture you don't even have to know how to uh hold a paintbrush to be an artist believe it or not um and so i want to always treat you guys like artists okay yeah we we love that i mean we consider ourselves artist creative types and so we love that to be treated like such yeah we're just really excited to go on this journey and i think by the end of our time together you will have played many arenas and performed many covers of moves like Jagger. Oh, interesting. Okay. Perfect. Um, now, uh, so I, I want to know more about your sound firsthand now. Uh, do you think you could play a portion of a song? Uh, yeah, I can. And we'll do American Idol style where I'll just uh, cut you off halfway through a line when I'm, when I'm ready, when I'm good and ready. Okay. Okay. So um, this is a song we've been working on recently. Uh, so this one's. Do you want, do you want to know the name of it, or you just want me to go for it? How do you feel? I, I would like to know the name of it, or else so, I won't be able to picture what I'm supposed to picture. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so this one is called uh, "I'm Not Getting Any Younger." Okay. I finally just broke down Okay, that's good, you can stop That's good, you guys I liked that last part a lot Guys, I am digging your sound You hear me? I'm digging your sound Oh, um, wow, thanks But I want to cut you off As I as I previously did in the past just A few seconds ago um, Because I, I want to get on to talking about your image Okay oh. Tell, just kind of Uh what what do you think is your image right now? Um, can you? I've heard that word a lot in the music industry. Can you tell me what that means? You know, like when people see you, uh, what do they see? And also, when they hear you, and they've never seen you before, who do they imagine? For example, when I was a boy and I heard the Beatles, I thought they were uh, giant mutant bugmen playing instruments and. Uh, singing harmonies together. Does, does that make sense? Uh, okay. Um, I guess our image is like... Uh, Fine wine and cheese. 
It's uh-huh. a good pairing. Yeah, I want to get back to that. So, so maybe when people have never seen you before, they imagine that. Maybe they imagine they're there with their sweetheart, uh, and they're enjoying that kind of, uh, you know, a wine and a, a a board, a board of cheeses, mm-hmm. mm, charcuterie. That yes, yes, exactly. Um, what about when they see you? When they see you, do you have any album art yet? Um, the only album art we have is just like pictures of us. So it's nothing like visually, whatever. It's just like a picture of us in a field. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of us. Like, um, I don't know. Certain words come to mind, like rustic, but also very, very Norman is what it sounds like to me. Hmm, okay. You, you, do you agree with that? It sounds like you disagree. Becca, is he disagreeing? Um, I don't know if he's disagreeing. I just, to me, I when I think of Norman Rockwell, I think of it as like painting the American dream. And I don't know that's what our image is. Um, I think okay. we have okay. a, a side of darkness to it. It would, be like, dark. it would be like if a Norman Rockwell painting was somehow a little bit more mysterious. Like how, like, you know how Mona Lisa has that like slight uptick to her mouth to make you think mm-hmm. she might be mm-hmm. about to smile. It's kind of that type of like a little that, that's bit exactly of mysteriousness what I'm yeah. to it. Ah, there's something beneath the surface. Well, the reason why I bring this up is I, I want to talk about uh, changing your image. Um, I, I want to, uh, you know, at Meteor Core Records, this is one of the things we do best, uh, is taking an image and, um, you know, shifting it ever so slightly and then, uh, incredibly severely until it's uh, almost unrecognizable from what it once was. So, so what you're saying is that you hate us? Uh, I, I'm saying, how do I put this? Ah. I'm saying that I'm going to guarantee no one ever hates you again for as long as you live. How does that sound? Okay. People are going to dig your new look, but we're going to talk about what that may be potentially. This isn't just for, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, I guess. I mean, well, I I think, I think you'll be on my side by the end of this. Okay. okay. I just trust me. I, I, Hey, I'm good at what I do. I'm good at what I do. Meteor Core Records. Okay, so I'm I'm just going to run through, uh, you know, you think about the big images of all time. The big images. Um, you know, Brian Epstein, he was uh, dishonorably discharged for the military um, because uh, for, for reasons we don't have to get into, but it's, it's well documented and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but he was dishonorably discharged. And that opened up a big door for him to become the manager for the Beatles, whom I'm sure you've heard of. I think they've been used as a clue on Jeopardy once or twice. What Brian, what Brian Epstein did for the Beatles was he, he took them, and they were these four ragged guys, much like yourself. They wore jeans and bomber jackets, much like yourselves. Uh, sometimes leather jackets, much like yourselves. You, are you seeing the similarities? Yeah. Now, okay. they were playing in Germany. Becca, where are your family from? Where is your family from? Uh, my family is from Trier, Germany. It is in from, the southwestern from, part from of Germany. Germany. What I'm telling you is if we go about this right, you could become as big or likely bigger uh, than the men uh, known as the Beatles. Whoa, okay. Well... I mean, but let's talk about what was that image? What was that image? They went from a dirty greasers who up to no good shoplifting uh, bubblegum cards and uh, throwing rocks at abandoned warehouses. And they became uh, the heartthrobs of the world because they got uh, longer but better haircuts. They got suits and ties. And sometimes their suits didn't even have collars on them, Becca. And they had matching suits, matching hair. And you know what else Brian Epstein did? He said, your name, your name is changed now to Ringo and you're going to wear rings all the time. And people are going to know you for that. Okay. And he also said, and your last name is going to be star because you're one of those, a star. Do you see what I'm getting at? 
our are, names are too. You, yeah. So what do you? If say? that's what it takes. I mean, you've done it before, haven't you, Becca? I just added a name. I didn't change it. I I just want you guys to have an open mind for this whole image turnover shakeup thing. I think I need to be very honest with you. Uh huh. Maybe we should have um, a sidebar without JT. Um. I Okay. All right, let's let's go over here where JT isn't. All right, what's up? Is is everything okay with you and JT? Uh, everything's fine with me and JT. I am just a very honest person, uh-huh. and um, like JT, Washington. Yes, exactly. Um, JT is one who is just down to have an experience and have a good time and give everything a try. And um, I hate change. So I don't know how successful this is going to be. I'm willing to give it, you know, a try, but I'm also going to be really honest with you if I don't like what's happening. All right. Hey, that's fine. I'm fine. with. Honest. Let me tell you a little anecdote that I think may help. There was this man and uh, he was an Italian man that's largely irrelevant to the story, but he really wanted to be a famous musician, so he uh, made a deal with God, as we often do. Many people often do that, especially musicians. And he said he would be completely and utterly uh, sexless or celibate, as they say, if God would make him the greatest composer ever, uh, greatest musician ever. And he was really good, but his image was, you know, chastity belt and, you know, writing uh, music all day and night. And uh, people are saying he does it at night, too. Well, he does. And there's this other musician uh, whose his image was like the bad boy of Austria. And he became the famous musician because he was a good musician, but also because of his image. He was counterculture, man. He was, uh, you know, he didn't follow the rules each time that he went about something. And that boy, the, the man, grew up to be Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. I was wondering if you were just recounting the movie Amadeus to me, but I was going to let you finish your story. My my point is, Becca, the, the whole point of that movie is their success was determined by their image from the public. That Amadeus fought, he was a revolution, he was the 60s man long before, you know, he was the 1860s or whenever he lived. He, um, he fought against, you know, the trends and uh, you know, what the king may have wanted. The king didn't like ballet, but he said, okay, they're going to dance without the music if you don't like ballet. And the king said, you know what? You play your ballet music because it's weird that they're dancing like that. You remember that scene from the movie? I have to admit, I've never seen it. I've heard that I should. How'd you know, how'd you know I was talking about that movie then? Because I know a general synopsis of it. Listen, Becca, um, I'm enjoying our time together, but JT has been sitting alone for a long time and he looks like he's getting restless. So um, let's just, you know, I've, I've heard you, you've heard me. Um, Let's go back over there and make some money. Huh? I want a majority of the money, but okay. Hey, we can swing that. Okay. Oh, do you mean between me and you or between you and JT? I I mean, between me and you, I want JT and I to bring home 98% of the bacon. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, our agents will be in touch. I'm my own agent. All right. Uh, JT, baby, we're done talking now. How's it? Oh. How, how are you? What did you do while we were gone? I mean, there were just like peppermints on the ground, so I don't know. Hey, you didn't happened. eat those, did you? No, you didn't I didn't. eat those, did you? No. Okay, where'd you put, did you, did you touch them? No, I just like looked at them the whole time. Like, why are there so okay. many peppermints on the ground? If you touch them, wash your hands, okay? You hear me? Oh, oh. Don't touch okay. them and then don't wash your hands. Okay, okay, I didn't touch them, I promise. Why do you have so many peppermints on the ground? Listen, if I knew, I would tell you. Okay, now, here's what I want. I want to go back to this image conversation. I just told Becca a beautiful story about, uh, you know, whatever, JT, yeah, she can tell you later. 
Okay. Um, she can tell you when you have some free time. But right now, I, I just we're not even deciding on an image. I just want us to to throw some ideas around. All right, and we can keep going with with what you've already had. I'm not saying do a complete 180. I'm talking about doing a 360. I'm talking about spinning it on its head. You hear me? Okay. So, okay, let me let me tell you what I, what I like to wear. How about that? And then we can kind of go from there. Yeah. You wake up in the morning. What order do you put your clothes on and what kind of clothes are they? I want, that's what I want to hear. So, I like to wear like a, a lot of colors. I'm a big colorful person. Um, and so, I blue jeans is a good start for me. And then like a, a colorful t-shirt. And then, yeah, you, you had me nailed earlier. Love the bomber jackets. And so, and then just I a, thought like, you might. And then just a real simple tennis shoe. So that's usually my look. Mm-hmm. But like a Becca? fashion tennis shoe, he's not wearing like New Balance sneakers around. No, but New Balances are back, baby. Yeah, only a, a stupid uh, person would do that. Don't look under the desk. Um, Becca, what about you? What, what clothes do you wear in the mornings? Um, so for me, I love a good, like, mom jean with, like, tears and rips through it. Um, and then I love to pair that with, like, a very tight shirt that shows off, like, my assets, if you understand me. Um, and then I like to wear... Like the products like, on the shirt, you mean? Uh, exactly. Yes. That, uh-huh. that would be it. Um, I'm really interested in you know, product placement at our shows. And so I'd be down to where, you know, that's good. That's good for, I want you guys to look like NASCAR drivers by the time I'm done with you. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, as long as it means I don't have to wear a diaper. I I'm not down for that part of the NASCAR. NASCAR They drive for 12 plus hours. I thought they get out. No. And then they just say they get rashes. I bet. How much baby powder do you need? Am I right? All right, enough with the small talk, guys. Let's get back to business. Um, what what I want to just – I just want to say something before we begin because I want to keep opening your mind to this. Remember Kiss? Gene Simmons was the front man. Um, not to be confused with Ted Simmons, former St. Louis Cardinals catcher of the 70s, okay? Are you separating those two guys in your head? I don't even know who the other person is. I know who Gene Simmons is. Oh, Gene Simmons is the one you know? Yeah, yeah, I know him. Okay. Um, you know, when he would walk around in his life, like he didn't wear uh, his fake tongue to the grocery store. You see what I'm saying? You mean that tongue wasn't real? No, that, his tongue is real. No, uh, JT, listen, I'm in the music business. I know the trick. Hey, if you want a long tongue, we can do that. I, if you I, if you want if you want your long tongue to be through plastic surgery and be real, we can do that. I just don't think that fits like our kind of music, you know. Well, I'm not I'm not suggesting you dress up like Kiss. Someone already did that. But what I'm saying is, what you wear on stage doesn't have to become your full persona. I, I'm talking about I'm such, I'm proposing a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Here. So like kind of like uh, the DJs that wear weird things over their face so that no uh, one knows we what can't they look cover like? your face. We can't cover your faces because they have to see your mouths so they know that you're actually singing. Hmm. I see what you're saying though. It's like a yeah, like you can wear a mask out and then take it off and like. Uh, then you could put it on some kind of animatronic uh, figure, and then uh, the. Uh... Um, what if we bring back the trend of the early two thousands? I don't know if you know this band, but um, they were called. Honey, the I know all bands. Wait, who? You know the Gorillas. Who? Um, where we just are never seen. We make all the music, and then we're just cartoon characters. Wow. Um, as much as I love adult animation, and I mean love adult animation, um, I, I you, you know, part of the thing that intrigues me about you guys is you. I think that's why I'm a little hesitant to this whole, you know, cover my face for all of time idea that Becca had in this, you know, let's become uh, animation and completely lose our, our reality selves and get lost in some kind of uh, you know, uh, workshop of Korean animators. Um, I think that's why I'm a little resistant to those ideas. Mm. Okay. But uh, again, you are the artists. 
So I'm not vetoing those by any means. I just want to make a counter proposal, this Jekyll and Hyde thing. Jekyll, you're a human. Hyde, you're an animatronic uh, being or um, a creature, if you will. Um, now, if you're wanting to get into the world of uh, kid shows or uh, if you want Seth MacFarlane to have some um, kind of stake in this game, we could set that up. The Beatles had a show, as you know. Brian Epstein made that happen, a cartoon show. Um, but, um, but here's one. Oh, go ahead, JT. You haven't I, talked in a while. Yeah, I was just going to say, probably not. Like, I don't know. I feel like our music's so much about, like, trying to be honest about where we are. Well, hey, talk to your wife. She wants to be a cartoon. I'm just trying to help. I didn't say that I wanted my cartoon to not look like me. I just thought it would be kind of fun to be able to like. Yeah, but like for me, the most the most fun thing about music is playing it live. And so that, I feel like that could take away like the fun, the joy of like connecting with an audience. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry for cutting you off, JT, but it had to be done. Have you thought more about the matching suits idea? Um, okay, so here's how I feel about the matching suits. Last year, or two years ago probably, um, I went and saw the Jonas Brothers. Love the Jonas Brothers. Love them. Love what they stand for. Love what they do. They wore matching suits, and our super wasn't about it. Um, it's not because the suits didn't look good. It's not because they didn't rock them. But like, I wasn't even about it for the Jonas Brothers, so I can't see us wearing matching suits. Like, we can coordinate. I think it also requires people to have like similar body shapes. To like rock that look, and I don't think that JT and I have a similar body shape. I think that a suit would make me look kind of like Mrs. Trunchbull um, from you, you know, from Matilda. Oh yeah, I only remember Danny DeVito. Oh, that's fair. I would also look like Danny DeVito. I would really just look like a cross between the two, and I just don't think that's going to be my best look. If we could get Danny DeVito to do one of the voices on this cartoon of ours, that would be a really big draw for people. I love Danny DeVito. If you can get Danny DeVito, I'm in for a cartoon. Um, okay, so we, we agree on the DeVito cartoon. Absolutely. Uh, and you guys will get a lot of dough from that. Uh, okay, so matching suits, you know, I'm not married to that. But hear me out, matching jumpsuits. Uh, one person's shirt matches the other person's pants or belt. Um, you know, space helmets. I, I mean, I'm just kind of brainstorming so here. What if we did something similar to the white stripes where like they had like, they had three colors. They either wore that like candy apple red, the mm-hmm. white or the black. Right. And so like, even though they wore clothes that like suited them, they were in the same like color scheme. Yeah, I, I, I just want there to be some kind of consistency. And it, you can even have different designs or, uh, you know, fabric fonts, if you will. That's what I call fabrics, fabric fonts. It, it, okay, so, and, and you don't, you have, do you have matching hair already? Uh, it doesn't match. Mine's like bleached yellowish, and Becca's more like white. Yeah. Okay. 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 So let me just recap, and we we're not going to make a decision on your image now, but I just want to, you know, you you have the same color palette, and there is some kind of, you know, if people glance too fast, they may, they may say, "Oh, am I drunk?" And I'm I'm seeing two of the same person, and they say, "Well, you know, I am a little drunk because I'm at a music concert, and that's how many people like to experience that." But no, that's a famous husband and wife duel, Edelweiss. You kind of catching my drift here. So one maybe of us needs, there's. Oh, so you're sorry. saying one of us needs to change our hair again? You, you know, we we can play around with the hair as all. So I don't think you should have the exact same hair, but again, we can add the hair into this color palette conversation. What if I were to cut my hair in a short cut like my husband's? Uh, I prefer he go long, but I there's two ways to to skin a cat. What if he goes long and I go short, and we do now kind of like a, we're getting to something? We, I kind of like that idea too. Yeah, I, I'm into it. That'd be fun. The kids, the kids like that kind of thing. So you got, uh, you know, switched hair. You switch hairs, and then you got some kind of animatronic bear near you, and you got a cartoon playing in the background, starring you, you two you keep and your best talking friend. About a, about an animatronic. 
anything. I thought we agreed on the animatronic. No, so where'd this bear come from? I'm I'm I in for the cartoon. Know, but... I'm not here for the animatronics. What if all right, compromise animatronic Danny DeVito? How does that sound? No. What is he doing? Okay, okay. He's snapping his fingers. Come on. All right, all right, we'll come back to that. Um, ne- next, I want to talk about, we need an album sometime soon. And um, you told me before that you don't have quite enough songs for a complete album yet. Yeah, so, I mean, we put out like an independent EP two years ago with five songs, but since then we probably have four songs, so it's not quite an album, you know? But there's been some short albums. Yeah, yeah, there's been some short albums. I'd like to, I'd feel good with 12, so. um, And we need songs to match your new image, you know? Oh, okay, so so am I still writing all these songs? Yeah, I'm just going to help you. I'm going to help speed up the process. I've just written down some song titles and then let you take care of the rest. Uh, okay, I mean, I'll hear, just hear me I'll out. Hear this me. is how a lot of great, you know, Paul McCartney, when he wrote Yesterday, he heard in a dream yesterday and then he wrote the song. You know, he, he had to hear the title before he knew there was a song there. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of other famous stories. Okay, so, so yeah, give me. I'm just gonna, gonna read some. you off my whole list. You stop me when I hit when I spark some inspiration for either of you. All right, so these are just you know, song song titles I came up with. Uh, Picking on you, number two. Leave me alone tonight, number three. Hey baby, baby, I could use some peace and quiet. Number four. Love me like I always expected. Number five. Too soon for me. Number six, my wife is dead. And that's a reprise of too soon for me. Those are about the same thing. Um, Number seven, we are here to rock your world, uh, parentheses S. So that could be world or worlds if you want to go kind of a sci-fi route. Uh, Number eight, I have no problem with that. Number nine, if Lyndon Johnson thinks I'm going to Vietnam, then Lyndon Johnson can go to hell. That's a protest song. Number 10, the first time I drank a beer. Number 11, the stages of my rage in life. Number 12, mama didn't raise no blank. You can add whatever you want there. Number 13, I was born a blank. Number uh, 14, I fell in love with a blank. Number 15, blank my insufferable blank. Number 16, the house concert blues. Number 17, a tribute to Susan B. Anthony. Number 18, Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. Number 19, the war in Crimea. Number 20, Israel or Palestine, take your side. Number 21, never, ever, lever, never, ever, never, lever. Sorry, it was never, ever, never, lever. Uh, number 22, someday I will own a house. Number 23. Uh, that one really, really resonates with me. So oh, you like someday? Yeah, right, you should put, put an asterisk next to that one. Okay, yeah, let's just mark the ones we like. Have you heard any other ones so far that you like? Um, I think I also really liked the uh, something about like just let me have some peace and quiet or leave me alone tonight. One of one of those. Uh, I think it could be like an introvert's anthem. I'll a- I'll asterisk. Uh, hey baby, baby, I could use some peace and quiet. What did you think of the Lyndon Johnson one? If Lyndon Johnson thinks I'm going to Vietnam, then Lyndon Johnson can go to hell. I just think we can't write that song because we weren't alive during that time and so uh, Ooh, i have an idea though if you want to be what on the wrong if, side of history jt what if we were to go interview many people who were alive and we Holy used shit. their words and we like you know kind of like a you know a found poem where you use words that are like from a book or an article or something else and you like you know, pick and choose the words and like phrases to make a poem. We could like Seven Bridges and, Road. Yes, we could pick and choose their words and write that Lyndon Johnson song. JT, I, you're not reacting. That's the best idea I've ever heard in my whole life. Um, I, I get it. I I super get it, but I'm just not about it. If that makes sense. You never let me write songs. You got I, some real nerve, JT. I just want to say you can write the songs. Like you can write as many songs as you want. We'll we'll give them all a shot. I just don't see how that one's going to work. Hey that guys, sounds like a I, lot of hey like, guys, guys. I specifically asked for no marital tiffs while we were recording. 
This is just wait, artists just, being. Wait until yes. the microphone's off, guys. We're just having a conversation. We're not mad. <clears throat> Listen, my parents are divorced. I know a fight when I hear one. Number 23, it's sunny in Seattle. Number 24, loving in America. Number 25, I just can't help but think. Number I like 27. it sunny in Seattle. That's I, that's my favorite one yet. Number 26, the New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle. Ooh, um, yes, art, yes, add an asterisk to that one. Okay, do you have any? Maybe we could just work through just one of these songs really quick. I think you guys really resonate with It's Sunny in Seattle. Uh, what what might be like a, a idea for a melody of that? Ooh, um, I'm thinking something in a major key. Because like if it, just the title alone sounds upbeat to me, like upbeatness in yeah, it's hope. You know, there's you imagine a rainbow because it's sunny. It's sunny in Seattle is worth pointing out why. Ooh, or do we want to make it like, you know, when sometimes the song title is misleading, and like we could talk about maybe it's like your heart's been broken, but it's sunny in Seattle, and like you wish that that person was there with you to like experience wow. that day. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, you've been heartbroken for some time and like the weather has matched your mood, but now it's sunny in Seattle. And it's just like making you think of like all the things you wish you could do with this person. Mm. Yeah. So Spring like, is a common time for uh, seasonal depression. Oh, is that true? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, I like that idea. I like the idea of that song. Because I I know I enjoy when, like, a song is different than what I expected. And so, like, having a song titled, like, It's Sunny in Seattle, and it talking about, like, you know, sadness. Yeah, I like that. I think it could be really cool. All right. Um, I really think this song matches your image, you guys. Now we have some songs that are. Uh, I think I think that one's ready to record. You just have to write it and write the music, and then uh, write all the arrangements, and then uh, I have to get new recording equipment, and then Wait, we're ready to record that. You don't have recording equipment? No, I said I have to get new recording equipment because I got my my favorite band in the world, and I want only the best for them. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, now now that he said that. Um... Do you, do you see any recording equipment in here? Guys, I can still hear. I still hear you. Can you show me what like, recording equipment we have now? Is that cool? Um, I, I lent it all to my brother-in-law. Like the whole studio? Yeah. Um, Wait, can I just see, you know, can I see where you actually would mix and master our records? Because, like, surely you didn't give him the entire board. I No, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm super embarrassed about this. Um, I dropped a key down the, the sewer grate today. And um, I, I had this plan to show you everything. I can show you. I can. We can look through the window in there. The lights will be off, and it's very dark, but you can make out a, a good bit of it. And oh. I know you'll be able to see the mic stand by the window. Um, but I mean, I, 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 I can be of some assistance. I actually am a pretty good lockpick, so I can just get you in that room if you would like. Yeah, I, I think after we finish meeting, I, I, I would love to do that. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, we want to go in there and see it. Because I'll be really honest, I feel like you're lying right now. Um, lying? Becca, it's me. Come on. Yeah, you kind of strike me as a little sleazy. Uh, a little sleazy. sketchy. So... <laughs> I just... Come on. Come on. No. Um, I mean, this is only the second time we're meeting, like in person, and the first time you yeah, were at in our, person. In the first time you were at our show, but you were like sloppy wine drunk. Yeah, yeah, I was scouting out. Uh, uh, okay, well, like we were hoping that this liquor. would be like a begin again situation, where like, yeah, you're kind of down here in your luck, but this would be like good for both of us. But I'm not gonna lie. You being dishonest is not making me want to work with you. Because, so what's the I, I, I never saw that. I never saw that. I. Do you mind if we get back on track, you guys? I want you to trust me. 
How about yeah. it? Oh, okay. We're trying. We're trying. Hey, uh, I wanted to do some individual conversations with you just so I could get to know each of you better separately as a performer and as a person. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, Becca, do you mind if you could uh, like step out in the waiting room? And then, um, remember, there are peppermints in the bowl there, like on a table. You can eat those. And you won't have to wash your hands after just anything that's on the floor. Hands away, please. Oh, and uh, sorry, I forgot to tell you. Um, the receptionist I was in while while you showed up, her shift is over, and there's a new receptionist, and she's an older woman. She has an eye patch. Just please, for the love of God, don't ask about the eye patch. And, and Becca, listen, she's gonna goad you into asking about it. She's gonna be like, "So, do you want you? Don't you want to know why the eye patch? Just don't engage with her, okay, Becca? Okay. Just, I want to fire her." but I can't because of certain labor laws. So just bear with me, please. Because of the eye patch that you can't fire her? It has a lot to do with the eye patch. Interesting. Just ignore her. She starts goading you into it, and she will. Pick okay. up a magazine. Pretend to read it. Um, all right. Thanks, Becca. JT, hey. Sorry about hey. the whole eye patch business. When, when I meet with Becca, you're gonna I'm going to have to give you the same spiel. I hope that's okay. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, JT, uh, you guys really have like a Sonny and Cher thing, don't you? Married couple, young, um, kind Wait, of. I thought Sonny and Cher were the brother or sister one. Which one? Are, uh, that's Donnie and Marie. Never mind. Yeah, that's Donnie and Marie. You're not Donnie and Marie. I'm no, not we're a not sicko. Don, we're not Donnie not and Marie. Sicko. That's weird. Um, this you know, you're calling me a sleazeball. I'm just saying, I compared you to a wed couple. I just want I just want to point you out to all my non sleazeball moments. Um, but what I'm getting at with this whole Sonny and Cher thing, JT, is there you know when their careers really took off? When? <clears throat> After they settled. Uh, settled. What do you mean? Like- I don't mean with each other, I mean their lawyer after their lawyers settled. Like JT, when they broke up? The reason why Sonny and Cher are still well-known is because of their public divorce. Uh, Okay. So what do you... Listen, listen. Plenty of people throughout Hollywood history have gotten fake divorce for the press. Elizabeth Taylor did it nine times, JT. She always loved her first husband. And for a while, Richard Burton as well. I just don't think, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh... Oh wait! What were you gonna say? I just don't. I, think I didn't that, have anything else. I just don't think that that's gonna be for us. Like I think, like we are married first and foremost, and then we happen to play music. That's wait, how I feel. Whose whose image are we kind of styling this after? Who does the, the color thing? No, the color thing that we came up with. The color. The thing. color thing. They wear red and black, and oh, what's that other? Oh, color? the white stripes. Oh, right. Are they still married? They are not. Why not? How? What was... What What? what happened with them? They got a divorce. They got a divorce, like, after their first album, though. Now do you see my point, kinda? I just don't think that that's for us. No, 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 no. I just don't want you to jump. I'm not even uh, suggesting it hardly, JT. I just, do you see I my mean, point? you kind of are, point. though. You kind of are suggesting it, are you not? Uh, I mean, implication and suggestion are very different things, JT. I I just, I, I'm, I'm going to say that we're not considering that at all. Hey, that's cool, man. Um, right, hard no, hard pass on the divorce for Plotus. Uh, Hey, do you mind if uh, you send Becca in and don't talk to her as you're leaving? You, to Becca or to the eyepatch woman? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, don't talk to either of them under any circumstance. Just, it would be best with the eyepatch lady situation if you were just silent. If, if she knows that you know this Becca girl, she's going to start getting you to ask her about her eyepatch. Um, you promise me you won't talk about the eyepatch? I won't talk about the eye patch, but it feels kind of weird that you're telling me I can't talk to my wife. No, 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 no. Just while the eye patch lady is here. Uh, I don't talk to my wife when she's here. When the eye patch lady is here. 
Okay. Okay. Now I'm I'm happily divorced, so that's part of it. I was about to ask how long you've been married. Okay. <laughs> I, I've been happily divorced for about four years. Thanks. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, yeah, send Beck in. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, JT. I'll talk to you again in a second. Becca, what's up? Huh? How was uh? Did she try to? Uh, you know. I'll be very honest with you. Uh, I didn't really talk to the eye patch lady because I spent most of that time trying to break into your studio for you. So you're welcome. Did you get it open? Um, JT just has to finish jiggling it. I think it'll take like three or four more turns and then we'll be cool. in. Um, I just got to, the, the main thing, there's just a few magazines I had to get out of there before you guys go in. I, I just, uh, my son at school got into trouble and the principal made me take these and I had to bring them here to work. And that's, that's why I didn't want you to see the record studio yet. So if you'll just save me the embarrassment, I'll go grab them and, you know, stuff them under some mattress or give them to eye patch lady. Then I'll be able to show you all the equipment. How does that sound? Okay. Um, Becca, what do you know about the white stripes? I know that they were brother and sister. They were, uh, yeah, common misconception. They were a divorced couple, same as Sonny and Cher. Um, you know who else was divorced? Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Have you ever heard of two more famous people than Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe? Also divorced. Uh, probably uh, Oprah. Oprah is probably more famous than them. Um. Becca, I, I'd like for you and JT to, to have a public divorce. And no. JT has told me that uh, if you're if you agree, then he'll agree. No. Um, I, I, it's it's almost like you're answering like a different uh, question. Um, no, I'm answering your question. I am not getting divorced from my husband. Uh, well, you're not getting divorced from your husband. You're getting divorced for your husband. Do you see the difference? No. Both require me not being married to my husband. No, no, no. The divorce is fake. Uh, legally, you're, you're wed until you die. I, I would never break that up. I can see you don't like this idea. I hate this idea. So let I me just say... This idea. Let, let me just say... Since I recognize that you don't like this idea, that it would mean a lot of money for you guys. I don't care. I didn't get married to JT for the money. I really, I really think you might uh, reconsider this whole, you know, no. <laughs> staying with your husband thing. Just JT, JT, get in here. Hello. Hey. Did you finish prying the door open or what? No, I got distracted by the eye patch woman. Did you talk to her? I, uh, yeah, I got yeah. Yeah. What did you to, say to her? I mean, she just like was talking about the eye patch, and I just kept what? being like, "Oh wow, Darla, 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 get in here, Darla. What do you want, Darla? Did you did you talk to this young man? I told him to ask me about my eye patch. Darla, you're not supposed to. What What did you say to him? I told him everything about the eye patch. JT, I told you not to engage. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just the thing with me. Like, if somebody talks to me, like, I, I have to talk back. <sighs> Darla, did you did you show him the hole? <laughs> JT, did you, did you look at, at her eye hole? I wish I could say I didn't, but I totally did. Guys, I don't... <sighs> I don't want to get into this whole story. JT, I hope you'll never repeat what Darla told you to your wife. Any decent man wouldn't. I, I don't even know how I can say those things out loud. She has uh, quite a vocabulary, that Darla. She went to MIT, you know. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. She's a very learned uh, and vile woman. Get out of here, Darla. Darla and I have a very special connection. Oh, is that like, what? is it like a dating relationship? What? Or... No, okay, no. never mind. I'm sorry. Did she say anything? Did she say anything? Um, she did not. She only talked about the eye patch. So she she didn't mention you at all. Well, let me know if she says anything. Okay. Um, I don't think you guys can get divorced. I know this really puts a wrench in our 
uh, idea. Did but. he talk to you about divorce? Uh, absolutely. I said no. What did you say? I said no. Then what the hell, dude? Then we're all on the same page, guys. Come on. No, I... No. I no, you gotta, you gotta. I'm no. gonna feel really uncomfortable working with someone who wants us to get divorced. Yeah, it feels weird, doesn't it? Hey, I, I want everyone to get divorced. I'm still working through stuff. I mean, come on, it is you know, if I was an orphan boy, I'd want everyone's parents to get whacked. What? Wait, just so saying. now it's not just getting divorced; we're getting killed. No, I'm saying when I was a record producer for a band full of orphans, that's what they told me all the time. They wanted everyone else's parents to get whacked by the mafia like theirs did. What's the big deal? What? I'm, Guys, I don't even God, know listen, what's listen. happening. Listen. JT, would you like <clears throat> to leave? Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I don't think this is going to be a good fit. Uh, we just kind of like doing our music and Would you rather meet at, you meet at your place next time or... Um, Becca, you, you try. Um, basically what JT is trying to say, because he's a much nicer person than I am, um, is that we do not like this working relationship. We're going to terminate it. We are not going to work with you. Um, actually we are just going to walk out of here and, um, yeah, we're going to do our own thing. Wait, guys, before you leave. On your way out, will you send Darla in here? No. I'm uh, I'm going to tell her how I feel. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm not going to send her in here just because I think she might deserve better than you. In like the brief 30 seconds wait, I talked to her. You think Darla deserves better than me? What the what the hell are you talking about? She's got an eye, she's got an eye hole, man. Not she's got that. a good heart underneath that eye hole. No. No, she has a terrible heart on her. She has one of the worst hearts around. Everyone deserves love, except for you. Uh, I guess this is goodbye. All right, well, it's been a pleasure. You guys want, uh, I just got a new business card. Do so you want one to go? Actually, I had, had a lot of swag with meteors all over it and oil drillers on, on it and if you want to take one of the Blu-rays of Armageddon, you can. <laughs> no, I just think that this is going to be your Armageddon. Fare thee well. Guys. <sighs> uh, well, this is it. My music career is over. I can't go crawling back to my father's law firm. <laughs> What's the point of even telling Darla how I feel? <laughs> I'm gonna divorce that woman one day. But for now I'm ruined. Well, maybe I could re-sign Edelweiss. If they could ever forgive me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe my professional career with JT and Becca isn't quite over. Jeez. Go for Bo. It's me. Dad? No, Stephen Marcus. Ugh, I hate this guy. Uh, you, you got some nerve calling me, Stephen. Listen, Bob, baby, I just wanted to call and tell you that my label, Cool Comet Records, has signed Edelweiss. What? That's right, baby. Cool Comet Records is on the rise, just like a comet. You know they don't rise. You know that. More often the meteors get blown up. Ugh. You know what else? What? We're getting an animatronic bear for Edelweiss's act. No, no, that's my idea. Yeah, get this, we're naming him Mr. Buttons. But I wanted to name him something cute. You'll pay for this, Steven. You and your stupid, cool, comet record company. Face it, Seacrest. Ever since that Boeing 737 went down over the Pacific, killing the band the Hindenburg, you've been on a comet's course towards Crabsville. Their bodies were never found, and you know that. Hey. What? Meteor Core Records should be... Mediocre records. 
What the hell is that supposed to mean? Hello? Steven? I wanted to hang up on him! Well, this is it. This is, this is rock bottom. My rival, my worst enemy, has signed my best friends to a record deal. That's Steven. I wish I could just say one clever thing to him. Just once. But his mind is so quick. Oh, I should just give up on this whole record label thing. Start selling my body at my father's law practice again. I shouldn't even answer this. It's probably just Steven calling again to say he signed some superstar like Phoebe Bridgers or Weird Al Yankovic. Hello, what is it? I mean, go for Bo. Bo? Bo Segris? Let me guess. The FBI. Alright, I'll just turn myself in. No, 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 no. It's Andrew. I don't, uh, I don't know any FBI agents named Andrew. Wait, Andrew Phillips? No. Okay, I don't know any other FBI agents named Andrew. Oh, this is Andrew Johnson. What? The, 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 the leading man from the band The Hindenburg? The same. But you're, but you're lost at sea. Not anymore. Our plane crashed on some uncharted island, and some scientists who were looking for Amelia Earhart's bones, they found us. It took some convincing, but eventually they agreed to bring us back to land. That's incredible. Listen, Andrew, I'm glad you're alive and all, but unless you've been practicing while lost at sea for the past seven years... Oh, I mean, I've been stuck on a deserted island. Yeah, that was silly. With a plane full of musicians. We've had nothing to do but hone our craft for seven years. Are you serious? The Boeing 737 was full of all those musicians on the way to that Battle of the Bands, you know, the one in Tempe, Arizona, and now they all want to sign with your label. This is incredible. I mean, you're still the top record producer in L.A., right? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, we'll be in your office tomorrow, and we're ready to record. Great, that's great. I I just have to clear some stuff out of the record studio, and then we can start recording. This is great news, Andrew. Meteor Core Records is back. Oh, and I'm glad you're not dead. Um, cool. Yeah, let's and let's do one more take just for posterity's sake. But I think okay. that's good. I like it. Any thoughts on your side? Were there any lines that were hard to get through? Uh, no, I just I like some filler words. No, I'm that's great. Know. I liked it. I liked okay. all of your creative decisions. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm ready. All right, take two. Hold on. I gotta lubricate my throat. You know how it goes. <laughs> Are you in the dorm right now? <laughs> yeah, I am. Tweet. Hello? Bo? Bo Segris? Let me guess. The FBI. All right, I'll just turn myself in. No, it's Andrew. Uh, I don't know any FBI agents named Andrew. Wait, Andrew Phillips? No. Andrew Lazarus? No. Okay, I don't know any other FBI agents named Andrew. Oh, this is Andrew Johnson. What? The the leading man from the band The Hindenburg? One and the same. But you're... But you, you're... You're lost at sea. Not anymore. Our plane crashed on some uncharted island and some scientists were looking for Amelia Earhart's, Earhart's bones. They found us. It took some convincing, but they eventually they agreed to bring us back to land. That's incredible. Listen, Andrew, I'm glad you're alive and all, but unless you've been practicing while lost at sea for the past seven years. Oh, I've been stuck on a deserted island. Yeah, that was silly. With a plane full of musicians. We've had nothing to do but hone our craft for seven years. Are you serious? The Boeing 737 was full of all those musicians on their way to that Battle of the Bands, you know, the one in Tempe, Arizona. And now they all want us to sign with your label. This is incredible. I mean, you're still the top record producer in L.A., right? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, we'll be in your office tomorrow, and we're ready to record. Great, that's great. I just... 
I have to clear some stuff out of the record studio, and as soon as I do that, we can get to recording. Oh, this is great news, Andrew. Meteor Core Records is back! Oh, and I'm, I'm glad you're not dead. Hey, Darla, get in here. We're back. We're going to be recording music again, so I need you to go in the recording studio and get all the contraband out of there. Flush it down the toilet. I don't care. Just get rid of it. No! Okay. Uh, I can just do that. I'm back! <laughs> Stephen Marcus from Cool Comet Records has been gracious enough to send over a recording of one of Edelweiss's songs. Please go check them out on SoundCloud, the band Edelweiss, and they have a lot of great music on there, uh, but for now I am at the mercy of Cool Comet Records, so without further ado, here is Edelweiss playing I'm Not Getting Any Younger. Today I finally just broke down and said out loud what I've been meaning to say. It may come as a surprise to most, but I feel you should know that I struggle through most of my day to days. Don't know if it was the arrogance or the therapy that led me to this peaceful place but it's a calming peace that washes me when I believe I really don't care what you have to say so I might get that tattoo and I might just dye my hair what does that matter to you why should you even care I'm not getting any younger I'm not getting any younger
I'm not getting any younger.